Blue Wire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Rebuild. I'm Henry Ettinger, coming to you on Monday night. Going solo, uh, Jordan is dealing with some family uh, emergencies right now, which is why we didn't have a post-game show uh, immediately last night and and why I'm going solo today. So thoughts and prayers out to him and and his family with some of this stuff. But I also wasn't really looking forward to recording a podcast last night. That's that's part of it. I could have done a solo podcast last night. But instead, I thought, hey, take a step back. It was a brutal game. And a lot went wrong for the Browns. They got absolutely destroyed by the Cardinals yesterday, 37 to 14. And a game that that almost wasn't as close as the score even would indicate, given the Browns' Hail Mary and everything else that happened in the game. But I decided, okay, going to take the night off. And then I'm going to, you know, with a clear head, go and rewatch the game this morning, as I often do, you know, I watch the game a second time. And unfortunately, Browns fans, it was one of the more disheartening experiences I've had covering this team in a long time, rewatching the game yesterday. And that's because a lot of the problems that were talked about with the game yesterday, uh, Baker Mayfield, the defense, you know, the involvement of some of the receivers and the tight ends, all that, you know, when you go back and watch the game, usually that stuff is overblown, right? But in this case, it really wasn't. And it really wasn't in particular with Baker Mayfield. Now, I am not going to go over the top here. I don't want to do that. You you guys know that I loved the way Baker Bayfield ended last season. I was so excited for him to play this season and really liked how he was playing through the first couple weeks. But guys, the tape does not lie. And it was bad two weeks ago, but it was even worse in, in this game against the Cardinals in such a way that it's almost unbelievable. And truly in the in the sense of the word, unbelievable when you go back and watch. I mean, I wanted to put some more blame on Kevin Stefanski, but I couldn't. When I went back and watched the tape, there are so many open receivers that Baker Mayfield is not throwing the ball to. And I just have no explanation for it. The, the Cardinals played a lot of this 6-2 defense where they basically have eight guys in the box. They're showing it right away. They're saying, hey, you cannot run on us. And so you saw the Browns, uh, you know, they went empty on the first drive to try to spread out, uh, you know, those, those heavy base defenses. You, you saw them make some other adjustments throughout the game. You know, really, in theory, make things easy for Baker. You know, right, you've got a struggling quarterback. What do you do? Everybody says, get him some easy throws. Get him some easy throws. The Browns did that, and Baker Mayfield did not make the easy throws. He just didn't make them. It's the strangest thing when you're watching the game. The routes are open, and he either doesn't throw the ball, he throws it late, he throws it to the wrong guy as far as who's open. It just made no sense. I'm not saying 
that Baker Mayfield is at the level of these quarterbacks. Let me be clear. But it's the kind of stuff you see out of the Mitch Trubisky's of the world, the kind of stuff you see out of like Jalen Hurts right now, the rookie quarterbacks where they're not even waiting for the route to develop. They're missing routes that are wide open. There's no anticipation. It was, guys, it really, it really was that bad. Now, do I think, you know, he can fix it? Maybe, yeah. But this has been major regression. Like You're seeing the things from Baker Mayfield that popped up in 2019 that occasionally popped up in 2020, especially early in the year. Just major, major issues. And the one that's the most concerning to me is the field vision. Because that just has nothing to do with the shoulder injury. And I just, I don't know if it's vision or the decision-making, you know, uh, choose what what would you like to describe it, but he's either just somehow not seeing it or he's choosing not to make the throw. And I just don't know how you square that if you're Kevin Stefanski. Like, it has to be so frustrating to see the play work, but then not have Baker throw the ball. And let's take out the Odell Beckham Jr. examples, because I've seen a million of them uh, online. And, and, and trust me, that, that third down and then the fourth down, Odell Jr. was back-to-back. You know, he was, he was open on back-to-back plays. Baker didn't throw it for some reason. But there, was a, there were a couple of times with Donovan Peoples-Jones, too, where you're like, what is happening? So the one play uh, I'm thinking of is there's a rollout where Baker Mayfield goes to his left. The play we've seen the Browns run a million times that worked so successfully under Kevin Stefanski. Baker Mayfield runs, you know, bootlegging out to his left. Donovan Peoples-Jones runs a corner route, right? And there's a corner underneath him, and there's a safety over the top of him. But they're both pretty far away. Yeah, he's gonna Baker's gonna have to loft the ball slightly over the corner. The safety's probably seven, eight yards away. He's got plenty of space to, to fit it in. And, and Brown spins, you can picture this, right? Everybody's seen, you know, NFL quarterbacks make this throw for years. They just loft it over the corner to the receiver underneath the safety, right? It's a throw we've seen a million times. It's right there. Baker Mayfield has no other options, and he just doesn't throw it. He just runs, he scampers out of bounds for a one-yard game. And when you watch the tape, you're left with your mouth open. Like, what? Yeah, is that, in, you know, is that a hard throw for an intramural quarterback? Sure. Is that uh, even a difficult throw for some college quarterbacks? Absolutely. Baker Mayfield's an NFL quarterback. And at the very least, I would say average. But, you know, for a lot of the last year and a half, well above average. And he's just not even throwing the ball downfield in a situation like that. I I don't know what to make of it. I have no idea. I mean, what about, is he worried about the shoulder? Is it the other stuff that's in his head? I just don't know. But there's it's there on the tape, Browns fans. Like, it, it, you know, for all the, the Baker defenders out there, who, you know, blindlessly defend him, we, we can sit down and watch the All-22 together. Wednesday night, it'll be available on NFL Game Pass. Do yourself a favor. Everybody can take a seven-day free trial of NFL Game Pass where you get the All-22 film. Browns fans, if you're defending Baker Mayfield after this game, go watch the tape. You can do it with everybody else. And then come back to me. Maybe we can watch it together. I can have a little sit-down party because it 
It just was dumbfounding how bad it was. Now, again, it's one game. It is absolutely one game. I'm not going to you know, blow this into something much bigger yet. But to me, it was just one of those games that, that really uh, made me think about Baker Mayfield as a long-term quarterback option. He clearly has some physical gifts. He clearly has some intangible gifts that are great, that the city, the team, everybody needed. But there are some issues right now. The field vision is one of them. The other one, you know, the 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 lack of pocket presence, the uh, where I, I, you know, how, he basically his lower half, as soon as he gets pressure, just fails him completely. Like the interception he threw was just a missed throw. The guys were open and he just missed the throw. And yeah, that happens from time to time in the NFL, but there were a couple of those where his his lower body, he just totally loses control. And then he, he can't even make some of the throws. And then he's scrambling around. And that's how you saw the fumbles and, and the re-aggravation of his injury. That stuff in the field vision stuff, I just can't get over. And you look at, you know, the way these other teams are playing against the Browns and they're just making big plays, converting third downs, converting fourth downs. You're just not seeing that out of the Browns. The Browns third down rate is terrible, especially on long third downs. You can kind of tell that Kevin Stefanski doesn't really trust Baker Mayfield at, at times. And there's just, you know, there's no explosiveness in this offense. I saw, shout out Jake Burns for this, that insane step that, that he brought up on his post game show. Cause I, I never get to tune into that, but I went to watch that instead of doing my own. And he pointed out that there were 12 Big play throws from Baker Mayfield in his rookie year alone in what they call out of rhythm plays, where, you know, it's the first read's not there. You're scrambling. You know, it's not a design bootleg, all that kind of stuff. He had 12 big play throws in, in his rookie season. Since then, in two and a half years, a little short of two and a half, he's had five total of those throws. Coming into the game the last two weeks, he was 0 for 11 on passes 20 yards plus down the field. And I don't know what the exact numbers are from this Cardinals game, but they're not good. They're not good. I know this game did not help that stat for him. And the, again, the decision-making, I just can't get over it. The, the checking down at the end of the half, like the Browns at that Hail Mary. But before then, Baker Mayfield just checked down when they had no timeouts. It, it was like Alex Smith, you know, you know, level of checking down. And you're like, what is happening right now? So do I think the shoulder injury is part of this? Absolutely, I do. It has to be. But I also think you're seeing some of the same issues that, that popped up for Baker Mayfield in 2019 that made us so concerned early in 2020 that, you know, left some people concerned uh, about Baker some of that stuff has nothing to do with the shoulder and it popped back up as soon as the infrastructure around him wasn't perfect. As soon as he no longer had his left tackle and right tackle, those big issues started popping up again. As soon as he didn't have quite the dependability in, in the run game, that stuff started. And as I said, the Cardinals just dared the Browns to throw. And without the Hail Mary, Baker would have been 18 for 27 with like 178 yards. That's just not good enough. It's just not good enough. So if he's 
if the shoulder's it, if that's everything, or if the Browns think it's having that big of an impact, then he's got to sit down for Case Keenum. He has to. If it's really the injury and the Browns want to win games going forward, he has to sit down. And if it's not, I'm starting to have long-term questions about Baker Mayfield. I am. And that's why I'm leading the podcast with that today is, you know, I was trying to think about what was most concerning. And to me, just long-term, it's the Baker Mayfield conversation. There's other stuff, absolutely, that we'll get into. But I just can't unsee what I watched, you know, now for, you know, a total of six hours just repeating it. It was just, it was that bad, Browns fans. All right, some of the other issues. I think short-term for me, you know, look, all this stuff with Baker Mayfield is long-term. That's my concern, long-term. For this season, I still think when healthy, the Browns have the best roster in the NFL. And even if Baker Mayfield is not performing that well, that this team can go pretty far when healthy. The problem is they're not healthy right now. So the injuries are really my biggest short-term concern. JOK down for a couple of weeks. Kareem Hunt injured, you know, we, we already know both the tackles were out in this game, Nick Chubb out in, in this game. And the Browns are in trouble without those guys. I mean, there's just, it's really piling up and they're having a big impact. Now the Browns need to figure out a way to overcome that, whether it's the coach, whether it's Baker, it's, it's gotta be a lot of things, but the Browns have to figure out a way to overcome the injuries because, look, they are not the only team that gets injured in the NFL. Their division counterparts, the Ravens, have 16 guys on injured reserve. And they are winning football games. They just blew out the Chargers. Now, do I think the, the Ravens are all that much better than the Browns? No. But the record, you know, as Bill Parcells says, you are what your record is. And the Browns are three and three right now. And with these injuries, they have to figure out a way to win on Thursday night, regardless. They are definitely playing a part. I don't want to, you know, minimize that, but the Browns have a talented enough roster that they have to figure it out and, and win anyway. So I am concerned about that. But here's the good thing. If the Browns can win Thursday night against Denver, they've got an extremely workable schedule. They'll be above 500. They've kind of got four or five weeks here to get reasonably healthy. If they go two and three, three and two in this stretch, I still think they're in it, you know, to make the playoffs. And, and then once you're in, you can make a run. We all know that, you know, the Giants made the, you know, the Super Bowl from the wild card slot. I don't think any of the AFC teams are head and shoulders above the healthy Browns, but you know, we've seen that the last couple of weeks, you know, with the chiefs, with the chargers, if they had to go into one of those environments, they can compete there. So it's short term. It's just, they got to get healthy. They just, they have to get healthy and they have to figure out a way to adapt in, in the interim. The Broncos are not the Cardinals. And so I would say that's my biggest short-term concern, but I'm just hoping even if they get one or two of those guys back, they can, you know, make some moves there. The defense. Oh, the defense, the defense, the defense. Again, I don't have a great explanation for what's going on in the secondary, but somebody has to pay. And I think it starts with Joe Woods. I mean, this team leads the league in playing quarters coverage. Jake Burns tweeted this out too. They lead the league in playing quarters coverage, yet they blow coverages all the time. All the time. The safeties have been awful. John Johnson, Ronnie Harrison, awful but the other guys who have been inconsistent too like Denzel Ward is supposed to be the leader of the secondary 
That first touchdown to Christian Kirk, it's a third and 17. He bites on a six-yard route, and they throw it over the top of him. And then, you know, you, you see fans, and it's not their fault, but, you know, fans are all up in arms about Troy Hill on that play. It was Denzel Ward that blew that, guys. He's just not playing consistently great. He's having great weeks and then terrible games. What is that about? I I don't have an explanation for that, but they're not executing. They are not executing. So there needs to be coaching changes and personnel changes, both. I, you know, long-term, again, I don't know what you do about this. You've got John Johnson on the books for a lot of money. You've got a Denzel Ward extension potentially coming up. But I think short-term, they better adjust quickly or they better make some changes, as in Joe Woods needs to go. And I, it, it's as simple as that. It was really, once again, they were healthy on that side of the football. And yes, the, the offense turned it over three times. I expected the Cardinals to score some. They're an electric offense. But it's the way in which it happened that was so concerning. And that's really the, this game in general is I said on the last week I wasn't going to you know, sound the alarms if the Browns lost this game, but it was the way in which they lost this game. How bad Baker Mayfield played. How many injuries piled up. How many mistakes continue to be made by this defense? I don't understand how they can't get off the field on third down. The Cardinals, for large swaths of this game, were just routinely converting third downs. I think they were eight for 15 overall. But just time and time again, converting long third downs. And the Browns have one of the best defensive lines in the league. Think about that. The Browns have one of the best defensive lines in the league, and they are getting pressure. And they are still one of the worst teams in the league on third down. That doesn't make sense unless something is truly broken in the secondary. And I think it is. They have got to figure out a way to get on the same page. I'm trying, again, I'm trying not to overreact too much, but it's when it's the same thing week over week, these it's not new. You know, it's one thing to have the, the excuse of the first couple weeks of the season, but it keeps happening. And then last week I made an excuse because of the injuries for them. And at some point I'm done making excuses for this team. And, and that's where I'm at with the defense right now. Kind of done making excuses. This Denver offense is not good. They lack total explosion and, and Browns better have a, a bounce back performance in this game. But even if they do, I'm worried about the defense long-term. Kevin Stefanski, I saw a lot of people, you know, railing on him. And I was one of them that was unhappy with the game plan to start the game where they come out and empty and all this. But again, as a play caller, the guys were open. I just don't think that's a bad play. I just don't. If you're calling plays where the receivers are open, where the targets are open the way they're supposed to be, that's good play calling, bad execution. And ultimately, that's what I think it comes down to. Now, I do think that there are some arguments. Hey, you got to you got to change it up if things aren't working right. Like the Browns should be going for it on fourth down, in my opinion, in these situations. But you've got to change things up in terms of what you're doing on those fourth downs if you want them to succeed. Bigger Mayfield should be hitting these open receivers in, in empty, but he's not. So they've got to change it up and, and do something different there in order to find success somehow, some way. 
Because as I said, there are teams that are dealing with injuries all around the NFL. It is not the Browns and only the Browns. Other teams are figuring it out. He needs to figure it out too. I think he will. Again, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to really criticize him a ton because I don't think he's necessarily doing a bad job. I just think he needs to do a different job based on the way some of his players are performing for him right now. Uh, OBJ, the last thing, you know, that's the fifth thing I had written down. Great bounce back game for him. You know, he, uh, they, they finally found him sometimes. He was open more still. Make of that what you will. Okay, going forward here. Uh, is the Broncos game a must win? I don't think so. Just again, the next four or five weeks, I do think the Browns have a lot of winnable games. I think they can hang around. I don't think they're going to have to be much better than nine and eight to make the playoffs in the end. So not going to say it's a must win, but man, it would go a long way. And I'll do a full preview later, but I want to end the podcast saying this. Baker Mayfield has been lauded for his intangibles as a quarterback. And I think rightfully so that he brings an attitude and a leadership to this franchise that they have needed. Well, they have not needed it more in his career than they do right now. They are injured. The season is on the brink and they've got a couple days to turn this around against an average Broncos team. If his leadership is what everyone says it is, now is the time for it to come through. He needs to be the leader of this football team on Thursday night, both on the field in terms of his play and off the field in terms of getting his teammates to rally around one another, given the adversity they're facing right now. So, we will see how it all unfolds on Thursday. I'll get a little bit more into a Broncos preview later on. Hoping to have Jordan back on the podcast tomorrow because I want to hear all of his thoughts on this stuff as well. But had to make do going solo today. So appreciate all of you guys for tuning in as usual, Browns fans. And again, I'm not giving up hope yet. It's three and three. It's a long way to go. Yes, I hope things would be better. I'm sure you did too. A lot of season to go. We'll just have to stick with it and see how things all unfold starting Thursday night. So until then, two words for you. Go Browns. <laughs>